What's up, class? This is Optimus Fields at My Living Truth, and like always, we're at block height 668,992, and the current Bitcoin to dollar exchange rate is $37,855. So, Nick, Jester, it's been a week. Let's be honest, it's been a week. It's it's been a huge week dude every single day there's something new and um my favorite thing from today was uh seeing joe rogers tweet the sailor conference and then i was looking into the sailor conference and michael sailor was just spitting straight fire and everything he was doing and so were his uh, co-workers uh all these uh, super high net worth people and just like famous like people in general were putting Bitcoin in their bio and just so many just so many different things happened this week. Um, I was I was texting a young lurk who's here. Uh, we were talking about the Bitcoin conference moving to Miami, which I hope to see you guys all there because that shit's gonna be so much fucking fun. Let's go. I'll be there. It's about to be hype. <laughs> let's go you got well, my ticket yeah yeah i think uh the majority of us will be there so ticket uh, is booked let's go. let's go <laughs> let's go well uh i think i mean you brought it up let's already go. nick so uh i personally didn't watch the sailor conference but uh you want to i don't know Maybe yeah. maybe talk about some of the stuff they were talking about today, or or maybe just the bullish energy. I, yeah, yeah. Take it like, away, dude. I, and Nico can back me up on this in a minute because I'm pretty sure he watched more than me. Uh, but dude, he they were pitching the perfect Bitcoin pitch to corporations. They had memes going in there, like memes we share on Twitter, <laughs> and he was go. pitching them to corporations. It was, hilarious one um i tweeted out one quote he said that like i loved it because he was literally like here let me let, let me read the quote he said in a macroeconomic environment where the currency is weakening the road to serfdom is working ever harder to earn a currency growing ever weaker and then investing the proceeds of that work into assets that are growing ever riskier like he's he's telling people you're you're on the road to serfdom you're gonna be a surf if you don't get into bitcoin he's pretty much that's just a fancy way of saying if you don't get into bitcoin fun staying poor like that's that's just the way i see it but um dude it's such a good it was such a good day um incredibly bullish there was one uh segment that i haven't watched yet but i have it on in another tab and i'm gonna watch it tonight before i go to bed and everyone's saying it was incredibly bullish it was michael saylor and someone else i think his name was ross and um nico on that a bit yeah sorry can you hear me now yeah Yeah, you're good Uh, yeah his name is ross stevens um but yeah i completely agree with you nick um it was a huge deal. It was a huge deal. I had to watch the whole thing to, you know, to cover it on my show or whatnot. And uh, man, it, it look, you have to understand that we as Bitcoiners, we are in an echo chamber. Okay, like are are in a Twitter, Bitcoin Twitter, you know, Bitcoin kindergarten. We're talking, and we know that we have these ideas of inflation, and you know, we're we're kind of awakened from the matrix. But you have to understand that that isn't really exposed to people unless they're going out and looking for it. So what happened today was a huge milestone because you had Bitcoin culture being exposed to these corporations, right? And, and, I, and I, have bullet per, I have bullet points of notes, but basically 
uh, Ross Stevens just told tens of thousands of corporations that central banks are printing fiat to oblivion. He claimed and that the fiat system is broken, and he had evidence to back that up, right? He, he was asking the question of what is money. He was bringing that up to corporations that, was, that were never exposed to those ideas, right? So it was literally, it was, it was, it was, man, it was incredible. It today was like the shot that was heard around the world. And in my opinion, this starts the next evolution, the next epoch of where Bitcoin is going, right? And, and some of the numbers that he was giving out, for example, um, he, the the Ross Stevens guy he 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 handles institutional investments for companies, right? So right now he has six billion dollars worth of Bitcoin under management. He expects that by the end of this year, he's going to have twenty five billion dollars. Just to give a quote, right? He says a wall of money is going into the asset, right? Like that is insane. That is insane. So so instead of looking at it from like the perspective of like the shit that he was saying was very cool and it was very awesome because it was, it, it, you know, it's, it's bullporn and you look at it and you're like, wow, this is, this is awesome. You have to look at it from the perspective of the, the money is broke. The idea of the money is broken. Fiat is broken, was being exposed, was being shown to the first time to corporations and the pitch that Michael Saylor and this Ross guy were trying to get across, right? Is corporations, don't have a choice anymore to ignore this and the corporations that choose to ignore this are going to be left behind into the world that we're heading in right and that was the significant that was the big moment right and the 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 first talk was the best one in my opinion because it was the opening pitch right every other pitch after that was how do you do it what are the legal ramifications how should i structure it you know, but the first one was all about why should you care, right? And the fact that Bitcoin culture was seeping into a a, a conference, right? Like a, a, a like a, a like a corporate conference should absolutely validate each and every one of you, and should tell all of you guys, congratulations, because you just front run Wall Street. You just front run Wall Street by four years. Most of you have been here like four years, like three or four years. You front run Wall Street. Wall Street is just getting in, right? So that was that was the the big milestone. That was the the oh shit moment of today. And I literally could not contain myself, right? And I'm usually very cool headed. So I've been through some shit, and I could not contain myself when I was listening to this guy break down memes and break down the Bitcoin culture and explain <laughs> what is money and why it's broken and why fiat is broken. And he's explaining this to suits. He's explaining this to suits and he's being a hundred percent serious. Yeah. I remember him talking about like, he was literally using some exact words he was saying in his Rob Breedlove series uh, on the, what is money show. And he was saying like Bitcoin just channels, monetary energy and puts it into the future and he was saying how bitcoin is like the next evolution of money and it's harder better faster stronger than all anything else that we've ever had and it's dude it's like it's amazing to see i remember when i first got into the space people would be like dude the institutions are going to come they're you know they're going to come to bitcoin and i'd be like yeah maybe one day i don't know and then I'm seeing these, like, how much collective money, like, collective net worth of everyone there do you think was there? Like, trillions? Really? There's 10,000. There was 10,000 people to go in, right? I mean, 10,000 people that were there. Um, and, you know, it had a little bit of a wall, right? You couldn't just go in there with an email. You had to have, like, a, a company email and whatnot. You know, also, so there was kind of, like, a barrier to entry as well. And there was still 10,000 people. That's crazy. You want to know something? I saw this on Twitter. Michael Saylor had a dinner last night with some high net worth people looking to shift their treasury reserve to Bitcoin. 
And, oh my god, this dude had the dinner table, like, set super fancy. He had little gold Bitcoin, like, physical Bitcoins on each plate in a napkin. And then he had what appears to be a solid gold cyber hornet at the dinner table. <laughs> That's like, sad. dude, dude, I, I was eating dinner tonight. Like I can't go back from that. Like I need a solid gold cyber <laughs> cyber hornet at my table right now. Like, <laughs> dude. So the, I want one too, Nick, we should all get one for all the people here. Um, down. but, but look, the, the expect, that within the next 12 months expect a flood like a flood i wouldn't be surprised if you heard a fortune 500 company and i wouldn't be surprised if that first one was elon i'm i'm uh, look i'm i'm i hate speculating you know we can talk about the price i'm telling you from what i heard today you know and i recommend that all of you guys take the time to at least hear the first presentation i know that swan has uh has a rip of of the whole thing and you only have to listen to the first one really the, the 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 all the the second and the third and the one it was kind of like I, I had to listen to the whole thing so I'm telling you, but the the first one was the eye opener right because that was like the opening salvo the rest were kind of like how do you do it why should you do it like uh, not why should you do it but like how you should structure it like and you know the legal ramification all that you know BS but the first one was I cannot believe this guy. You know, it's it's one thing to talk to talk amongst the plebes like that, but it's another thing to tell that to like suits, you know, and, and that just blew my mind. And that's when I knew, you know, like that's when every single bone in my body, I'm sure you guys are going to have the same reaction. That's when I knew that the floodgates are going to open in a way that you've never seen it before. And there's like this saying that like, you know, it, it goes like, you know, nothing happens for years but then years happens in days and you know we are heading into that you know it the price is going to move very quickly and things are going to come at you very fast well, you know you things hear, are happening in the background did you hear sailor today during like during the thing he there is a huge wall of money that is going to come right into bitcoin and it is going to eat all the shorts and just in my opinion like we're gonna shoot straight up short, short squeeze for the ages uh the real real man short squeeze by the way <laughs> short, uh, short squeeze on the central banks but it's going to it's it's gonna it's gonna in my opinion again i hate speculating but it's gonna blow right past 100k i have no idea where it's gonna settle but this is this that. thing is gonna it's 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 literally a rocket like being lit like and you see man you, guys just take a look at the video you you, you you could judge for yourself just take a look at the video and and understand and always have in the back of your mind that while you're looking at the video understand that it's not just a podcast it's not bitcoin kindergarten he is telling that to some of the most well-funded companies in the world that's who they're talking to they're not talking to you they're not talking to people on youtube no, no, no. They're talking to companies. They're talking to very wealthy people. That's who the pitch is for. And if the guy feels that he's able to do that with that much confidence, that should tell you everything you need to know. And dude, I was when I was watching it today, I was watching on the Swan Bitcoin uh, YouTube because they were just screening it and uh, streaming it. Dude. You be happy that you own Bitcoin only and you're smart enough to like pay attention to this stuff because the YouTube chat, I paid attention to it for a little bit just because I was curious what people are saying. And it's full of degenerate idiots shilling their bags of shit coins and saying, oh, well, Bitcoin's not all that good because my shit coin's going to outperform it. Look at the one year chart. Look at the three month chart. Look at all this other BS. And I, I just closed it. And it's like, Dude, how can you not see what's right in front of your eyes? This dude is worth hundreds of millions of dollars, and he is shilling Bitcoin to people who collectively, like we just said, own trillions of dollars. If, if 
you're completely missing the point and deserve to get wrecked if this man is literally shilling the shit out of Bitcoin and dropping huge knowledge bombs left and right, but you think it's a better idea to go in the YouTube chat and shill shit coins? Like, I will never understand that. So if you're smarter than those people who probably have a collective IQ of 20, like... Good shit. That's all I have to say. <laughs> Can't relate. Can't relate. Um, we we build we build different. We build different. Yeah. So um, uh, I I didn't catch the conference, but the Ross Stevens uh presentation is is the one that I wanted to catch. I I was seeing all the bullish tweets earlier today, and especially loved our boy Joe Rogers' tweet thread, and um. I just like I retweeted a few a few of the comments and and I'd like to read it for the for the listeners and and one of them was what you were saying uh Nick. So Michael Michael Saylor asked, "Is it too late to opt in?" And Ross Stevens goes, "Bitcoin is being de-risked. We are going to see a wall of money come into Bitcoin." So that's that's what Nick was saying. And then uh Ross Stevens again goes, "A client asked me, "What are the chances of Bitcoin going to zero?" And he goes, I said, I don't know. What are the chances of Christianity going to zero? Bullish. And then the last one, which uh, basically got me like hooked. I'm like, oh, I need to see this one. It's like, he's a Bitcoiner. He gets it. Uh, It goes from Ross Stevens. With practice, you can learn a foreign language. And he now thinks in Bitcoin. Through the lens of, quote unquote, thinking in Bitcoin, Bitcoin is not volatile. Fiat is volatile. Things are getting cheaper in terms of Bitcoin, not fiat things are getting more expensive. And I, you know, we, we've basically been saying that forever. It's like once you start thinking in Bitcoin and or using Bitcoin as a unit of account, using Bitcoin as your money is when the the like enlightenment happens or the finding Bitcoin Zen happens that we all talk about because the price of Bitcoin in dollars and fiat terms in your local currency doesn't matter really when when it's all said and done because in the end it's you know price your things in bitcoin price your things in sats and you'll start to see exactly what's going on and so when i saw those tweet threads i was like wow all right i need to definitely at least watch this first video and uh so i guess i'm gonna go over to swan maybe after this and uh check it out but uh anyone ever go nico and remember, remember, he he was saying those things. He wasn't. It, it's not a podcast where it's just, yeah. we're just shooting the shit between Bitcoiners, right? It's not in the echo chamber. He's telling that to the suits, and he's telling that to corporate people. He's putting his rep, not Michael Saylor. Michael Saylor doesn't need to worry about all that stuff. He's a billionaire, right? I'm talking about Ross, right? His business is basically like managing money, right? Um, and he is willing to put his name on the line. He's that confident. He's willing to put his name on the line and say those things and talk about memes and talk about Bitcoin culture. He's that confident in Bitcoin. And he's that confident that the people, he, he obviously, remember, remember, these people plan this out. This isn't on a whim, right? He's that confident that the people that he's telling this to are willing to listen. That should tell you everything you need to know. What yeah. happened today is I'm, I see it as like the next, the next, like it's the next chapter. Like Bitcoin has been kind of like, hasn't been accepted. It hasn't been kind of like mainstream. It's looked at as like, you know, this is shady stuff. It's magic internet money. That all changed today. It's, it, it's no longer funny money. You can no longer just ignore it. Now it's the real deal, right? It, I'm not saying for us, for us, it's always been the real deal, but I'm saying in the eyes corporations in the eyes of these people today that changed it it was a huge deal and i expect that within the next 12 months you're going to see a flood of these companies coming in you're not going to know about it they're not going to tell you obviously because they want cheaper sats but a lot of things are happening in the background let's go jim did you want to chime in I just wanted to mention I listened Let's to the uh, the um, interview that you're talking about with this guy Ross, and uh, 
he was just as bullish as Michael Saylor's been for the last several months. And it was refreshing to hear because he was very confident in the way he spoke, uh, his business, his background. Um, he's got a lot of credibility and he's fully um, in a Bitcoin perspective like we all are, which is where many people are going to end up one day. He's basically forecasting all the money that's on the sidelines that's about to come into Bitcoin. And as we know, because of the limited supply, the only way for that money to squeeze into the Bitcoin network is for the value of each individual Bitcoin to go up. So the massive bull run that we've been talking about for a while is probably hasn't even started. And we've already seen a, a doubling of the Bitcoin price in the last couple of months. So, uh, you know, hold on to your seats, folks, because it's going to get interesting. There's a lot of money getting ready to try to buy some Bitcoin. So if you own some, hold hold tight to it. Don't let those rich guys get your Bitcoin. It's going to be worth a lot more in, in a few years. So, yep. Bullish. Bullish. Let's go. Jester, jump in here. As part of the, the conference, the, the part that really stuck out to me was uh, was him kind of explaining you know that the that savings are being devalued he's described it in the past as you know a melting ice cube because all the central banks of the over the world are uh, expanding their balance sheets uh, sort of just printing fiat money into oblivion um, so it's it's causing inflation in an austrian sense today um, and uh, it'll be realized as inflation in even in the keynesian sense um, in which once the economy is exchanging money once again, but he explained uh, like how to, how he was able to borrow debt at less than 1% interest, which is below the inflation rate. So it essentially he's explaining to all of these corporations and CEOs uh, how to get free money essentially and buy real money like with, with that debt that is essentially free so he's borrowing at 0.75 percent while the inflation rate is you know uh five six i i don't even know how what percent we're at now because we're just printing uh money like crazy and he was just laying out this playbook for all of the other corporations and ceos to do the exact same speculative attack uh, the uh, so it's gonna be a crazy year. Buckle up. I think we need a Winnicus. We we need a we need a. You know what I'm saying. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. All right, guys. That let that let's go has been brought to you by limited Wi-Fi connection in a <laughs> mountain and somewhere in the world. <laughs> let's go. Um. Well. Well, guys, we we've we've harped on this one for a minute, and um, since we're since we're already talking about high net worth individuals, we might as well transition into i guess maybe one of the more bullish news that happened this week and that is that um the richest man in the world elon musk i think is it now official that he's uh he's been stacking bitcoin or at least yeah. tesla's been stacking bitcoin i i don't know which one yet but i do know on he said that he wishes would have bought eight years ago and that he is now a full supporter of bitcoin in hindsight it was inevitable mm -hmm. Whew. well geez man i know i know i personally i got some flack uh a little while ago on twitter because i said something on the lines of um all right guys can we not fanboy every celebrity that is buying bitcoin and uh i got a little flack for that because uh I was referencing Elon, and but that was before he was the richest man in the world. So I guess as the richest man in the world buying Bitcoin, I guess we can fanboy a little bit. But um, man, that was some pretty bullish news. I think uh, the best thing I liked about this was how Matt Odell put it. And he said something on the lines of, um, 
the richest man in the world is buying Bitcoin. Why aren't you? Why do you think you're smarter than him? And, uh, you know, if you can just frame that to your friends and family, I think I think you might get a, a, a few bites out of them. So, I don't know. Dude, super bullish week. What was your thoughts when uh, Musk tweeted the, the it was, in hindsight, it's inevitable, and it was put in the blockchain? It was, it's a op return. So, it's, it's there for life now. When I saw that, I literally thought his exact tweet was, well, it was inevitable that he was going to, you know, start tweeting about it and start, uh, you know, being a fan of it and supporting it. Like everyone eventually bends the knee to Bitcoin. Like there's no way you can't, you know, you either, uh, you're either a critic of it and then you get wrecked and join later or you just join in now and, you know, have all the gains and, you know, have fun uh, staying rich. And one thing also, like, I saw people saying, like, oh, Elon's just going to get in. He's going to dump, you know, he's going to dump the market. He's going to do this. He's going to do that. Why on earth would the richest man in the world who literally has infinite money try and ride up the price just to dump on us for, like, a 40 50 percent gain people still thinking in fiat terms fiat games guys sounds like fiat games to me Mm -hmm. it kind of surprised me that uh he wasn't talking about bitcoin as like a good investment uh the the line that he took was i'm a full like bitcoin has my full support you know it, it it kind of surprised me that he's going the uh, the orange coin good route. Is that <laughs> you know like like all the, all these censorship resistant properties are actually really important for the world to have. And I, I'm curious, like kind of what what pushed him to to actually make that switch and and add Bitcoin to his Twitter profile. Just just the one word, just Bitcoin. Oh yeah, that blew up too. I, I completely forgot about that. There was a lot of people that did the hashtag Bitcoin in their bio. That yeah, that was I guess some some good marketing. Love to see it. Love to see it. Well, what's your guys' thoughts? Are 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 we fanboying right now or is this uh is this just obviously good news for Bitcoin like everything else? Great news for Bitcoin. Well, that's without a doubt, right? <laughs> Absolutely. Well, no, I like that part about um, Elon being the richest man in the world now. And Elon Musk is talking about Bitcoin. You think you're smarter than him uh, to all the Bitcoin critics. Let's not forget one thing about Elon Musk. Yeah, he's the richest guy in the world, but he probably is, has the biggest impact on the future of this planet and technology whether you believe in him or not. Ooh. Let's go. Well, he'll uh, he'll definitely get to Mars quicker on the Bitcoin standard, right? I, I really don't know if there's any other monetary system that's like prepared to be inter- interplanetary. Uh, I mean, I can't imagine them, you know, having a ship over dollars or something. You know, how long does a wire transfer take to Mars? <laughs> But I mean, they could still tap into the Bitcoin we've already, network. We've already conquered Earth. It's time to go to Mars. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Bullish, dude. Everything is bullish in, in, in Bitcoin land. Multi planetary money. Uh, I mean, didn't Drew do those articles about how uh, the blockchain wouldn't be synced? from mars they'd have to have like a some kind of state chain or something like that well essentially what uh what he figured out was was that uh because of the time right like the time difference that you wouldn't you wouldn't be able to sink back to earth so the only way for them to really do it would be to have their own chain and as a result that would still maintain bitcoin's uh scarcity argument because it would still be Bitcoin and you know, whatever they have over there is whatever they have over there. Let's go. So it wouldn't be, it wouldn't be uh fiat 
to Bitcoin exchange rates, it would be interplanetary exchange rates. I, I can back that. I can back that. That's that's pretty bullish. Wynicus, let's get a let's get a let's go. <laughs> let's go. <laughs> Actually, could I could I add one thing for about Elon? Yeah, get it, Coinicus. Okay, so uh, the um, so what some people also may not know is that Tesla was heavily, heavily shorted and may still be heavily shorted by that same group, you know, um, Citadel and uh, Melvin Capital, um, you know, what and what they pulled with uh, and, you know, what happened to them with GameStop. So it, it kind of doesn't really, you know, like they, they messed with Tesla stock for I don't know how long. And, you know, that that, that kind of screws with with Elon in a way, because, you know, you got to sit there and face the shareholders every quarter. So, you know, the the fact that he comes out as a, you know, a Bitcoin supporter, you know, maybe he's a little bit of the, you know, uh, like, you know, a little bit anti-establishment, right, to a certain extent. And maybe he's kind of seeing it as like, you know what, maybe this is another way that he can say, you know, fuck you to the system. Oh, my God. Did Elon Musk find out about fuck you money? Wow. Bullish, guys. Bullish stuff right there. I saw a tweet the other day and it was like, Bitcoin is a test on your Q. So like the people that don't get it, I guess are dumb. And Bit Elon's obviously a smart guy. So it's interesting you say that because um, when I first got into it, one of the ways that it was introduced to me and I completely forget who said it in a podcast is that uh, Bitcoin is a, is a Ponzi that um, has the smartest people first. Like normally it's the other way around, you know, whereas in this case, it's the smartest people that get it first. And that's why, you know, they accumulate it. So anyways, interesting stuff. Buy the Ponzi. Ponzi is Safu. Come on, guys. We've been saying we've been tweeting that for years now. <laughs> it's a Ponzi for the people, man. <laughs> Ponzi for the people. <laughs> Let's go. Man, this week's so bullish. All right, guys. We'll 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 keep it going to the next one because it's another high net worth individual with some clout and he was talking about Bitcoin. So what I'm talking about is Ray Dalio's piece on Bitcoin. And uh, I'll, I'll I'll start first. Uh, I I personally liked uh, VJ Boyaparty's uh, tweet thread on it, going point by point on uh, the article. And, uh, in, you know, just looking at the article, I don't know, I don't know if Ray has, uh, been fully orange coin, but I don't think it's either here nor there. The fact that he says it might be one of the best investments and he felt the need to write a whole article about it, I think just proves that, you know, like Bitcoiners were winning, like, you know, it, it the fact that it's in his mind already and he's got to talk about it. It's like, all right, man. Like, how much more bullish can we get this week, guys? Like, Jesus. I think we've, like, we've all come to terms that we've, you know, we already know we won. We won by a long shot. And it's really nice seeing just other people, especially people like Ray Dalio, who are way wealthier than us, you know, give us that confirmation that we are right. And then soon the rest of the world is just going to follow in our tracks. It was great to see uh, Ray like write that article about it just to like, just to clear up his record. I mean, he, he's clearly getting a ton of questions about Bitcoin. A lot of people respect you know, his thought process and his abil ability to do research. Um, I think for like Bitcoiners, it's pretty clear that he's just starting down the rabbit hole. Um, but he can already see that it's kind of a big deal. Um, and it's uh, it's going to mean a lot for the world. Uh, so it's, uh, yeah, it, it's good to see him lay out his thoughts, um, even though they're, you know, just just at the beginning and, and VJ is able to kind of flesh it all out. Man, I mean, Jesus, this week was super bullish. 
we have what billionaires legendary investors commenting on bitcoin and the world is still asleep at the wheel we're we're at hitting you know about to hit 38k again probably gonna hit all-time highs or break it by the end of the week or or something of that sort and literally no one's talking about it it's like the asymmetric Every, knowledge out here is crazy everyone's focused on they were focused on gamestop then they were focused on silver that was very short-lived and they're still focused on like elections shit and just a lot of political stuff and you know the inauguration that happened not too long ago and like they're just focused on all the wrong things and bitcoiners just put all that shit aside and they're stacking sats as hard as ever front running everyone like we have our uh priorities straight in that regards and um, while everyone's focused on stuff they shouldn't be focused on, we're focusing on accumulating the scarcest asset in the universe. Whew. Let's go. Nick, you're getting me bullish. I mean, I, I put that tweet out. Uh, I forget when it was. It's sometime this week. It's like, uh, like congrats to everyone that front ran the world's richest man in the world. But now we can basically adjust it to like, congrats to all you stacking sats and front ran most of the world's billionaires like you're the real mvp so all you guys in the chat anyone that's been listening that's been here in the bear market stacking with us like you're the real mvp i know i know we have uh we have little matt odell on our shoulders telling us stay humble stack sats but it feels good being right man it feels good being right and uh it's like even even the the presentation that Jim gave us earlier like this this is just started and man like this year is going to be crazy. January alone was insane and we still have 11 more months in this year so things are going to get wild guys, you know, hard in them hands, diamond hands times 20 over here. Matt Odell's been a he's been all caps Matt Odell lately. So I'm not sure if the staying humble part has been applying to him lately. <laughs> I actually, I made a uh, all caps Odell Mim account. Oh shit! <laughs> oh snap! You're gonna have to show that. You're gonna have to show that. I gotta come up with some good tweets though. <laughs> <laughs> Just go uber bullish, dude. Five five drink all caps Odell. Yeah, five drink. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Hey, that's my favorite Odell. Let's be honest. <laughs> oh, man. All right, go. Uh, All right, let, let's wait, uh, right, go. Uh, moving go, on from that, uh, I mean, another bullish thing, and only you, me, and Jessifer know this, but we've been working on some stuff behind the scenes and we're uh, putting some finishing touches on our website. So we should have our uh, Bitcoin kindergarten website up pretty soon. Um, shout out to spooky Steve, the, uh, the zoomer. He helped us with creating it and uh, it's turned out really good. And um, I really like the way it looks. Yeah, it's beautiful. Um, I I'm glad we got that going. You know, shout out to what's it? What's his at? Spooky not Spooky Steve, um, just a legend. I spook. Yeah, straight up legend. Working for Sats. You know, we're 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 doing some things out here. We uh we love all you guys. We want to continue providing the dope content for you. So, um, I don't know, Jessifer, how how long do you think till that that's up? I didn't you say it might need a couple of days or something? Yeah, I might need a couple of days. All right, uh, so yeah, keep I'm, it up. I'm a new web dev. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll have to talk about this off-air where uh, you're going to have to teach me how to update everything and all that good stuff. Oh, I was hoping you were going to teach me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can work WordPress, boys, but uh, other than that, we'll see. Um, no, it, it's wild. I mean, this whole thing is just, it makes it easy for people to be entrepreneurs and they can just start 
you know, are earning stats themselves. I think we talked about that in a previous presentation, but it just makes it easy to for people to create value. Provide the value, get the Bitcoins. That's right. Um, all right, well, uh, let's see. What do we got on this list, guys? So it's not just all about us. Um, well, let's talk about the little people. All right, hit it, Jester. Yeah, like, I mean, we've got, uh, we've, we've talked about all these ultra high net worth individuals, but uh, I, the Miami mayor uh, came out in support of Bitcoin. We had a couple of cities post the, the white paper. Uh, like what are your what are your thoughts on that? It looks like I might have to move out to the swamp. I hear it's a little swampy out in Florida, but uh that might be that might be more of my temperature over there. I, I'm I'm pretty jaded when it comes to the weather and uh hey, if if Miami if if tw- Bitcoin conference twenty twenty one so lit. Who knows, dude? If I can stack some sats out there, I might not leave, man. I might not leave. <laughs> what is uh, the mayor's interest in Bitcoin? Is he like trying to keep the city's uh, treasury in it, or is he trying to like yeah. attract Bitcoin businesses? Or I haven't really like read up on it at all. All of the above. He wants to turn Miami into the Bitcoin hub of the world. His words, mm-hmm. not mine. Ambitious. Bullish. He- I did see something about him being willing to pay uh, government or you know city employees in Bitcoin if they if they wanted that. Yeah, I thought that. Well. So something about Miami is it's a pretty prime location to be the Bitcoin center of the world, given that there's so much Latin culture there and people moving from the Caribbean, Latin America, etc. And it's going to be a lot easier to fund, basically, the city, pay people, send money overseas from Miami. So seem to be like more agreeable to Bitcoin. Yeah, it, it works hand in hand with like the type of citizens and residents that live there. Sounds like my kind of people. What would be though the tax obligations though if he was paying people in bitcoin would they have like a a local ordinance that would supersede the federal uh laws on it like the federal tax laws or would they still just have to do property i think you only pay tax on it when you sell right well that's it would probably be taxed as income because like if the city's handling it then going to be doing a conversion based on like fiat value and all that stuff's going to be recorded so like there is going to probably be some income tax needed to be paid it, i mean the tax tax situation is complicated um and yeah this isn't tax advice but uh i think all the all of like the physical purchases are also treated as sales of bitcoin like equal to the the actual value at the time. So, yeah, it's super complicated. I was thinking that like if a if a city actually did that, they might like request like a a public key or something and they'll just do the tax calculation for you. Um, but I really? I really don't know how they would do that, but <laughs> I mean the, the whole the whole tax situation needs to just get completely well, redone. So like as far as taxes, you can pay your taxes like up front and get it deducted from your paycheck, and then that's where like Ruth hands. So maybe they might do something like that. They deduct the taxes off rip. Today on this micro strategy live stream, they were talking about a way where they keep different batches of Bitcoin. And then when the price drops, they sell different batches that they bought at exactly the same price, more or less. So in this way, they always keep track of the price they bought in and the price they're kind of selling to kind of cancel out the tax. Yeah. Interesting. Well, uh, I, I, I think uh, I'm going to skirt the skirt this topic real quick. 
<laughs> and uh we'll we'll jump to another topic we got over here. Um I like this one. Jester, do the do the mempool one we got here. Yeah, I don't know if you guys uh are, are watching the mempool, but it's been I mean, Bitcoin's like received quite a bit of interest and uh we haven't actually cleared the mempool now in in a month um and the amount of fees like in order to process a transaction are are like are increasing um and one sat per byte transactions which we've we've gotten so used to like those those are no longer getting uh processed because all the all the miners are able to to take some of these higher fees. Uh, so I, I think it's just another indicator that, uh, that, that Bitcoin is growing in, a, in adoption. And we've got this uh, market for, for space in each of Bitcoin's blocks distributed all over the world that is just, uh, it's, it's filling up and it's, it's valuable. Um, and now we're, we're getting more, more sats for the, the value of our hard drive space. Ooh, man, looks like there's a lot of, uh, one sat per bytes, uh, unresolved transactions over here. And, in, in, uh, the, I don't know how to say his name. Was it Joe, Jochen, Jochen <laughs> mempool? Uh, so yeah, man, it looks like, uh, people are using Bitcoin. Do you think, uh, just for, I'll ask you and, and maybe someone else knows, but do you think that this uh, has to do with uh, some of these wallet algorithms that, that you can't really put customized fees in there? So like a bunch of new people coming on the network don't know what they're doing and they're kind of, you know, overshooting uh, fees and hence everyone else. <laughs> like you can, see, you can see on the chart that all like the real Bitcoiners are shooting one sat per bytes uh, transactions that probably aren't going to go through. But I know a lot of wallets, they're, they're kind of, um, I won't say bad, but they, they're using the fee calculation algorithms. And so you can't really put custom fees in there, which uh, I'm sure people new to the network don't really understand. Oh, that's, that's an interesting take. You might be able to uh, kind of analyze the, the mempool and see how many folks are actually getting paid to uh, addresses Bitcoin addresses that begin with uh, the number one, because those would be like the legacy ones. And that would be an indicator that people aren't using modern wallets or and probably are using really bad fee estimators on, you know, like what what fee to actually pay to get your your transaction processed. Uh, if you're seeing more of the, the BC ones, then that tells you at least that they've upgraded in the last like three years uh, to to a modern wallet i you know what the the mempool completely cleared out after our huge run-up in uh in 2017 um so and and we're on the cusp of implementing taproot to to help uh help conserve space like within the blockchain so that that would be uh that would be a helpful upgrade so i'm definitely in favor of people supporting supporting Taproot and its rapid implementation, which would make creating lightning channels a whole lot easier and more private. So you could, you know, scale, scale the Bitcoin network uh, to, to the globe or to multiple, I mean, multiple planets as we talked about. <laughs> well, uh, I'm looking over here at, uh, at the big Bitcoin mempool and, uh, or or the historical one on on Joe Chin, I, I I'm not even gonna butcher his name, and uh, we're we're Joe Hose, yeah, there you go, he gets it. Um, and we're not even close to the 2017 high, or 2018, 2017 high of of fees over here. So, uh, it looks like those upgrades, Segwit upgrades, and and such, uh, have been helping us out. So it's true. And we bullish. did get a couple of exchanges to integrate Lightning 
So I think between now that we've got multiple exchanges, you know, with with Lightning, we're going to see lots of the traders switch to that instead of instead of doing on on chain withdrawals and then deposits to other exchanges because they could do the Lightning stuff much faster and take advantage of those arbitrage opportunities. Let's get it, man. Like I said, this year is going to be insane. Um, I'll, I'll move over to a few of the news that we have left over, and then and then we'll end on that discussion question we have. So uh, we put it over here: Visa Visa Network Benzini. Uh, they want to work with exchanges and wallets on "quote unquote" digital gold Bitcoin. So the CEO of Visa has stated that the firm wants to quote unquote work with wallets and exchanges on handling crypto in order to make its own card solutions interoperable with digital tokens and has called Bitcoin and other cryptocurrencies digital gold. So it looks like uh, another adversary has bent the knee and uh, you can't fight him, join him. And actually, I, I think... Um, I think one of our dirtbag friends, uh, Ben, the other Ben, might have low-key told us this a while back that they've been working on it, but uh, don't hold me to that one. So, uh, you know, some bullish news over here. Uh, I guess Bitcoin may be able to be used for payments. Wink, wink. Wouldn't buy my coffee with it, but uh, you know what I'm saying. And then uh, the last news, I'll, I'll have to leave this one up to uh, you and Nick because I'm not even sure what the, what what this means. But uh, you guys said PayPal earnings call, so you want to explain to that, and then uh, we'll jump to the last topic. Yeah, I think Joseph forgot that. I I didn't pay attention, <laughs> but I know I know Joe was live tweeting it after the MicroStrategy conference earlier today, so. Uh, I heard that there were some pretty big numbers. Let's see. You know, I I, I don't have the the numbers right in front of me, but uh, it in short, Bitcoin is good for business, uh, and I think that's going to help help PayPal. I mean, they're essentially doing this corporate me too, because uh, now that Cash App has shown that that you can make, or you can have outstanding earnings. Even in a you know economic downturn, by by just plugging into the Bitcoin network, as Michael Saylor says. Oof. So uh, this this PayPal they've got a huge huge network. So I I would love to see them you know make that extra step to to make it so that people can ac actually withdraw away from the the PayPal system, but. I mean, all those currencies already integrated. It's, it's good stuff. Man, I wonder what uh, the next couple of months of bullishness will bring. Like, uh, it, it's like you can't even get more bullish than this week. But, uh, you know, Bitcoin will top that soon. And uh, I guess we'll be here losing our shit over it. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, man. Wow. Epic. Um, here, we'll, we'll, we've been pushing an hour, uh, and we got this last discussion question. Um, this, this sounds like a Jestifer question. So, uh, I'm, I'm gonna let Jestifer give the context and then, uh, why I try to ponder over here what, what might happen. Yeah. So the, yeah, it's got me all written all over it, but, um, <laughs> the, the question is, uh, what would bringing Bitcoin to your city change? So if, uh. If Bitcoin was was integrated into your city, how would uh, how do you how do you think your city would change? Interesting. Bring a lot of business to it. I know that. Yeah, I'd agree. I mean, personally, um, my my area has a uh, pretty bad taxes, so. Uh, I'm not sure if it would necessarily bring Bitcoiners here, but, uh, you know, if, if all those things got worked out and in the foreseeable future, if you could use Bitcoin in my area, uh, I could see a lot of Bitcoiners coming here because it's, it's definitely a great place to travel to be here. And, uh, 
like Nick said, if, if there's more, if there's no more money coming in and there's more businesses accepting it, then uh, I can only imagine that there'd be more Bitcoiners here. And if they're treated well, then uh, the businesses that they like would start to flourish and, uh, you know, people would be richer and, and they'd be providing, you know, providing the value and getting the Bitcoin. So I'd be definitely happy for that to happen. I don't, I, I don't know if I'd be spending my Bitcoin. I might, I might be uh, using strike a lot, but you know, it, it's, it would be bullish for uh, my community and uh, the people around here. So I'd love to see it, but uh, I don't know. I, I think the opposite is happening. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'd be curious to see how things play out. And uh, the crazy thing is, is we're going to watch it play out over the next few years. So, Well, we're seeing it happen with Miami, right? Wyoming, uh, mm -hmm. like Austin. I don't know if Austin's fully embraced it yet, but there's a lot of Austin Bitcoiners down there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. Well, yeah. Jester, what, what, what do you, what are your thoughts on your, on your hometown or where Let's you're see. at? So, yeah. So in Portland, there's like, there's food carts from like all sorts of different cultures. Um, and so it's like, it's small businesses everywhere. So I, I think it, it would open it up a whole lot and make it a lot more international because, you know, there's a fair amount of immigrants and, Bitcoin makes it so that your your country doesn't really, you know, matter. You can still participate in the economy. Uh, and you can also do it much more privately. You know, Portland also has like a big problem with uh, with like the homeless population. It's just it's a big fraction of things. Um, lots of folks uh, sell like newspapers. There's this organization called Street Roots. Uh, and they put together a fantastic paper. So, uh, like homeless folks will will buy the newspaper for like twenty five cents in the morning, and then they they sell it throughout the throughout the week uh, for for a dollar. Uh, and it, it's it's a good paper. But I was just thinking, like, who in the world is carrying cash anymore? Uh, they're like they're all going cashless, and. And here I am that understands the power of this like technology and realizing like, like there's actually a solution for, for folks that, that don't have a home and that probably don't have ID and don't have a bank account. Like they, they still get to participate in the economic system. Like there's, they would still be able to, you know, make, earn and, and save money in a, in a meaningful way to get them out of uh, this system that in, continues to impoverish them. Yeah, I mean, number go up fixes all right. <laughs> I can see small small businesses getting Bitcoin, hodling Bitcoin. Their businesses will prosper. Uh, homeless people, if they're able to hodl some Bitcoin. They, uh, you know, will have some savings. So, yeah, I mean, I think we say this all the time. Like Bitcoin is bullish for everyone in society and not just the biggest, biggest holders of, of Bitcoin. So it would definitely be a beautiful sight to see. But uh, anyone want to chime in? Because I think I think we're going to wrap this up with uh, Wynick is his over under since uh, we're getting some bullish movement. But uh, I don't want to cut anyone off if they want to throw out some two sats. Yeah, I have I have something to say just to bring it back to the roots. Maybe I'm a little bit wrong, but I have an idea that 12, 13 years ago, there were people in the basement talking about disrupting the system and killing all the big corporations. And now, like, the week is bullish as fuck, yeah? But we need to understand that those are corporations and they might, like, dump the price at the first call from the, you know, central authorities. So, like, knowing that Coinbase holds 1.5 million BTC, according to Matterdell, um, it's a lot. And I believe that they don't hold human or Bitcoin interest at heart. So it's super bullish, it's super amazing, but also fuck them, if you know what I mean. 
coming back, yes, I just wanted to like the last last uh, closing word because like what I'm afraid of is fractional reserve. So if those folks will figure out the way to do fractional reserve, then every person on the planet will be able to get one BTC and we will have some weird situation when like just un unrealistic IOUs and people will hold it and they will believe that it's you know the same as any other BTC. So awesome news. Let's go to the moon. Fuck them all. <laughs> Well, Tony, I think, I mean, I think you bring up a good point, but, uh, I, I just, I instantly just thought of the Hal Finney, uh, post where he was saying, um, in Bitcoin future, there will be fractional reserve banks and there will be fully reserve banks. And, um, but they will all have to, uh, jump back down to the base layer and so if those fractionally reserved banks have taken on too much risk and they blow up, well, the users of those banks will be hurt by their economic decisions. And thus, most of the, the banking customers will probably want to use full reserve banks. And so while it may hurt the Bitcoin price in the short term, at least at least now like if that were to happen within the next few years i can definitely see that being a problem because it would shake the confidence of people like uh the 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 newer coiners the people that don't get exactly what's going on so i can see that price movement being something that they would be afraid about and then hearing you know friends and family getting wrecked by uh rehypothecating banks and and all that stuff um I feel like in the future it it'll just be a part of uh like free market banking and free market economics and uh you know people will learn over time that you probably don't want to be using the fractional reserve bitcoin banks unless there is some kind of incentive but from our perspective I I don't really see the incentive to use them if you are able to use a fully reserved bank so I definitely understand and have the same concern as you but i don't necessarily think it's going to be um like the the death kneel of bitcoin it, it'll just be a, oh, a hip for sure not for sure not yeah i i definitely agree with you like if tomorrow coinbase says that withdraw button is disabled you're not able to you know withdraw anymore and all the trades are basically happening on some centralized excel spreadsheet without hitting the blockchain I mean, I see this as very easy, you know, like it's pretty possible to make it, you know, and um, I don't know implications like can they do it legally or not. But if the law is on their side, that's it. You basically lock in whatever, you know, amount of BTC and it's bad news for people who hold it there. But, you know, the market will learn and I like everything is good for Bitcoin eventually. Definitely. Yes. I'm just, uh, I'm just, you know, like kind of bringing it back to the reality of like cheering up and we're cheering on something that might not necessarily be like, like our enemies are joining us, but there's still some of them, not all. Yeah. Some of them are still kind of our enemies. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, just, you just reminded me of, uh, the Bitcoin is for enemies. So the corporations won't die, but, uh, the their free their free money and easy money tactics may may be a, a thing of the past and uh hopefully hopefully we're here to see that <laughs> let's go all right guys well we hit an hour uh super cool combo i'm going to ask you guys do you think we are going to be over or under all-time high by next week, next week's show? So that would be roughly like 42K. Over. over. It's a sin to be bearish. <laughs> over. <laughs> Do we have a, a sober voice of reason or are we just gone full bull tar drinking the bull juice? Cause I'm gonna say over. I'm drank that Kool Aid, guys. So much bull juice. <laughs> I can't help myself. <laughs> bull tart. FTW. Jim, do you want to chime in? What are you thinking? Uh, you're you're the you're usually uh, I, the most uh, sober mind. 
No, not necessarily. I just I feel so bullish that I it's hard for me to believe it can't be. So let's say, go. Yeah, I mean, I think we broke the meme triangle. Uh, I I don't know who it was, but someone was posting that. Um, we seem to have broken uh, the meme channel and the meme triangle. That that was uh, what they believe was holding us down. And uh, but you know we we don't believe in in reading tea leaves around here. We we believe in astrology. So go follow the. <laughs> no, I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just messing around, guys. Uh, just for Nick, lead us out before I uh, continue just shooting the shit. It's definitely going to be over. <laughs> uh, thank you all so much for coming out. This was an awesome conversation. Really, yeah. really enjoyed it. And thanks for presenting, Jim. Mm -hmm. Shout out to Jim for presenting. And uh, this was another good episode. It uh, carries on from that one really good episode we had a few weeks back. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited for next week. Let's go. All right. Peace out, guys.